there's a moment like when we're training or whatever, well, I, I literally stop. It's happened every time. Like whether it's been again in Las Vegas, Borough Canyon, any number of places I've been where I stop and I go, dude, is this fucking real? Like I'm, I'm doing what I'm so passionate about and I'm getting so much out of this. And this person is giving back to me um, in a way that I couldn't, I don't think I could pay for, right? I, I don't think I could pay for the value and the quality that I'm getting, getting right now. And I'm going to get to share this with other people. Um, it's pretty surreal. Welcome to Iron Sights After Dark. During my 25 plus years in the fitness industry, I've always been passionate about expanding my physical, mental, and hard skills to be prepared for whatever life might throw at me. From fitness to firearms and beyond, taking a holistic approach to being prepared has led me on a journey to seek and share both knowledge and skills from expert resources in the civilian, LEO, military, and first responder communities. The mission of this podcast is to help others expand their capabilities and knowledge of preparedness while building strength in the community that shares similar goals and values. So ultimately, we contribute together and grow together. Bringing people together is really what I intended with the podcast from the very beginning, even before After Dark. It was, it, again, and bringing people together, bringing the community together and exposing other people to that community and hopefully help help them find resource and knowledge and share it with other people or, and be encouraged to go maybe challenge themselves in a way they hadn't been challenged before. And that could just be in thinking, challenge their thinking or challenge actually what they're doing physically, you know, or whatever, um, depending on, you know, what we're talking about, whether that's the preparedness space or the fitness space or the combination of the two. So those have to go hand in hand. It just, to me, it just makes good, you know, logical sense. And I didn't see, I don't see a lot of people out there providing solid or quality information, not, not even products, just information and speaking specifically to, to that space. So my goal was to, okay, well, I have this fitness stuff and I have this kind of this podcast going, <clears throat> excuse me, and we're moving into this other space here. How do I slowly start to integrate that? Now, from a social media perspective, like I didn't, we, Red Dot Fitness has been around since 2010, right? I, some of the, I got some advice right when I started, like in 2008, when I started to put the business together, uh, the... <laughs> One of my friends, who's an expert marketer, this guy was on kind of on the forefront of all the social stuff as it was going on. My good buddy, Brian Kramer, who I went to elementary, junior high and high school with. He's got an episode. He's out. got an episode. Yeah, he's got a couple of books. Uh, he's got his own podcast. Um, and he's like, dude, you got to get a Facebook. And I was like, oh, what? This I, was in 2010. This was in 2000. Yeah, it was about 2009, yeah. actually, when he was like. You got to get on Facebook. 13 years ago. I'm like, dude, I don't want to be on Facebook, man. I think that thing's stupid. And by the way, I missed the MySpace thing, right? I was already like a professional and had a family and whatever else. Like, I don't know if that has anything to do with having a MySpace or not having a MySpace, but I can just tell you anybody I knew that had a MySpace, it was just trouble. That's all that thing was. So I missed that whole thing. So I didn't really get it. Um, So anyway, long story short is he's like, dude, you got to have Facebook and you got to, you got to do it for business and you got to start building those connections and whatever. I was like, I was very resistant to it. And of course I used it inappropriately. Like it was either me posting like stupid shit, like again, cat videos or like what you see still being posted every day. You were posting cat videos, (laughs) that kind of, that kind of ridiculous shit or 
basically trying to sell somebody something. Right. Right. Those are the two worst things you can do. Right. Like if right away. Yeah. Just, right away. Yeah. Long story short is I just never really, I never really respected the power of it. And part of it was I didn't understand it. Um, and I didn't want to understand it. So there's a, there's an ignorance piece and also a conscious decision of like, look, man, this isn't me. Like, I don't feel comfortable doing this, but also like, I just see this as being like, people are just, it's shit talking. And I'm, while I'm a fairly social person, I keep my circle tight. The business went on and on and on. We never really did much with it. Occasionally we jump on and go, Oh, we could leverage this. Oh, we could run an ad. We threw a bunch of money at Facebook and that didn't work. And Oh, Facebook sucks. It, it's not Facebook's fault. Like we just, we had no plan. Like we didn't execute because we didn't have a plan. And as a result, we didn't get a result or a good return on investment. Flash forward 2017, we're getting ready to expand our business big time, basically triple in size, move our building, um, new construction project, all these kinds of things. We're like, Oh yeah, we probably should have the social media thing going to everything at that point had been built sort of organically word of mouth, guerrilla marketing out on the street, literally handing out business cards when you're at a party, that kind of stuff. So now we got to, we got to do this. We got to do this, um, this social media thing. So 2017, we finally like, okay, we're getting on board. Well, fitness on at that point in 2017 was already saturated, uh, very saturated. And we had no clue what we were doing and we had to try to get a little help and we like a lot of people went through a lot of different types of help or even agencies to try to figure it out. It was just a fucking mess. Like I hated it. And I, uh, by the way, the whole time I had like this deep internal resistance to it because all I was seeing really on Instagram was a bunch of shit. It was garbage. So, um, I, I only say that because I didn't really have much of an, uh, uh of like a social following and we were trying to build one once we kind of missed the boat. Uh, and I'm not saying you can't still build one. I'm just saying it was much different previous, so as it relates to the podcast and particularly kind of bridging this gap and bringing the community together, um, we're just sort of, sort of looking at all the platforms of what can we do? Well, I quickly, you know, started doing more going back to the, to where the, the roots of after dark, getting more on board with following more people in the preparedness firearms community. And what I noticed is there was probably like half a dozen people that were doing a really good job with their media. I mean, quality of production. Uh, it was smart. It was sexy. It was a little bit funny at times, um, but they were really producing some really great quality content. It was kind of like what we'd seen the best people in the fitness business do. So step one was actually looking up, doing research on who's doing it who's right. Doing it. Yeah. yeah. Following those people, learning from them. That's, that's it. Like, yeah. and it was just watching and observing, right. And wanting to know more and kind of just paying attention. Um, and then obviously with that comes all the other stuff that comes along with that. So that's all the people that are doing it, you know, doing a horrible job with it. Um, and not necessarily because they had bad content, that being a, a message, but they just weren't presenting it very well. So learning from that and observing that. Then there was also this. Now we're getting into the to the times where, OK, well, you if you put this up, you're going to get banned. Right. Or you're going to get your, your your shit's going to get canceled. And that happened a lot. And I was kind of trying to take that into account, like, okay, well, if I want to get into the genre, what can I put out there? What can't I put out there? Um, if I'm going to invest time, money into doing good, good, you know, producing good content, how are we going to do that? So there was that, um, that was Instagram. And then there's YouTube and all of those things. And I, again, going back to social media, just didn't have, really have a bunch. I decided to finally turn that on during, uh, during the lockdowns, really. I mean, we had a YouTube channel, there's nothing on it but it was immediately putting together some content. I mean, look, I think we put together over 400 videos, like demonstration videos in the matter of a couple of months. 
because we knew we needed to have that stuff up on the red dot side of things. But on the iron sight side of things, it was going to be like, okay, this needs to be like a media channel. The fitness stuff lives on the fitness side and the after dark stuff lives on the after dark side. And we're getting into the game late. So building a YouTube channel now versus say five years ago is a completely different thing. I mean, you could speak to that. Yeah, it's completely different territory. Um, you know, and it's really dependent on the space too, because right now it like, there's certain age demographics that are on different platforms. The algorithms play into, you know, the favor of specific channels um, with YouTube. Really what it's looking at is click through rate. How many people click on your video? If it appears on their screen, if you've ever been on YouTube, you scroll past all those videos Well, you're decreasing their click through rate mm-hmm. essentially, right? Anything, any frame that comes onto your screen is an impression and a click through rate is the percentage of people that then click on your your video. So, you know, once somebody gets into your content, then what it goes to is watch time. How long do they watch? It's specifically doing a podcast, right? It's a completely different strategy and game plan than, you know, doing a a vlog, right? It's a completely different strategy than posting produced scripted movies, which is completely different than doing music videos. It's wild, right? So, If you look at this industry, if you look at the fitness space, um, there's a few people that have been in it on the YouTube side for 10 plus years, Mm -hmm. right? Who, who get a lot of views, but still minimal amount compared to like the music space, the music industry, you're getting paid off of advertising because YouTube's whole goal is, Hey, how can we keep people on YouTube for as long as possible? So that's why they're going to favor channels that have high watch time and high click through rates. Otherwise, they're going to go to TikTok. They're going right. to go to these other platforms, it's right? Other deal, and yeah. YouTube doesn't want you there, right? right. So right. YouTube is going to favor those channels that keep people on on the platform. Um, and when it comes to fitness, yeah, as I mentioned, it's very different, you know. And I have a lot of experience in this specific space, you know, with millions of views, thousands of videos posted. But, um, you know, I get to look at the analytics and I get to look at all that stuff. But the the thing is, is us that are trying to make an impact in this space, dude, we'll get crushed by one dope music video, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, or, or one fucking like a cat video, man. Yeah. It's, 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 it drives me crazy. You need a, you need a cat. You need a mascot on this podcast. <laughs> you need to put a cat right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You need to put your dog up on a, on a chair and well, you know. to that's to, yeah, to that point. Like, so how do you, how do we do those things? And like, when you came, when you come to me and like, Hey, how are we going to do this? Like, what do you, what do you foresee happening? And based on my, my observations and whatever, there were people, there were obviously personalities and that's a big part of it. Who's good. But the, the, and there's a production value, you know, in keeping people, you know, in touch, attention spans are less and less and less and less uh, as they've all, as they've ever, or they continue to decrease more than they've ever been. Um, but it's gotta be interesting, right? You gotta give them some quality stuff. It has to look good. Like there has to be some, some production value in there. And, um, you know, while you can still video some stuff on your iPhone, um, it's, it's evolved. It depends. Yeah. You know, it really depends. I think it depends if you're building a brand or if you're building a personality, you know, the audience is going to know, like people are going to know this, this person cares, you know, this person is not posting cat videos. This person cares and they can expect the same thing for, you know, the products. If you look at some of the quality products out there, you look at, you know, what are expensive products you're looking at like BMW. That's not cheap, right? You're going to get a new car. Um, 
you know, Apple, an iPhone, thousand bucks, right? They're not putting out uh, shitty garbage quality garbage, yeah. uh, garbage media, um, even though a piece of garbage media might get more views than the Apple commercial, mm-hmm. right? So it's really that kind of conversation of what's your plan? What do you want to do? Um, and in the podcast space, actually, there's some people that I think put out um, lower quality content on purpose. Like there's podcasts that have the clickbait. Yeah. Clickbait, but they have like weird zooms going on all the time, you know, because they know that they're speaking to a younger audience and that younger audience is going to, you know, like all that stuff. Uh, each platform kind of has different criteria, you know, of what would be quality. So yes, it needs to be quality, right? That's what you said. Yeah. But quality on, on TikTok is different than quality. Exactly. You have entertainment quality. You've got story quality. You've got visual quality. You've got audio quality. Different things matter differently, right? On, on these different platforms, your content has found success. It's, you know, getting seen by millions of people now, right? It's just crazy for me to think about. It's, it's a little mind blowing because and there's so many analytics to look at. This is a fairly new game for me. I mean, I did fitness for 25 years or whatever. I've been doing social media for, I've been familiar with it for the last 10 and really digging in by the last three, you know, um, and with some help of people like yourself and some other really great people out there that have sort of, they just think differently than me. Right. And then they're also on the shit all the time. So they get it and it, it, ch- it changes so fast. It's there's it evolves so rapidly. It feels like what you're, what you're thinking and doing today is obsolete tomorrow sometimes. So I have to really, so one of the things I I had to learn how to do was disconnect myself from being like getting too high or too low about what we're putting out there and really remain with the consistency. And you, and you mentioned something that was really important to me, which I told you right from the get go is at all times, I want to respect the, the viewer or the listener, um, the subscriber who has invested their time or is investing their time into listening to or, and, or watching the content. And even if they're not down with the actual content, like it's, they're not interested or whatever, they recognize that every time we do it, we are doing our very, very best to turn out the best quality product every time. It's the same thing. Same as we always handled ourselves in the gym as well as, Hey, look, like uh, this might not be for you, but, but what we're, but what we're doing here, we're doing at the highest level we can given our capabilities and, and our talent levels. And we're always looking for ways to make it better. There's, there's innovation that's coming. Uh, there's things that we've done. We've made more investment in certain things to make sure that, that, and by the way, that's, that's a hard measure as a business person to go like, you know, how do I, how do I quantify or qualify? Like I'm going to buy this microphone. Right. And what is that? What's the return on investment I'm going to get for the 350 or 400 bucks I spent on the microphone? Well, I don't fucking know. I mean, the, I really don't know right now what I do. What I, what I do know is I do know I want to provide the best quality. And I do know that the current microphones or whatever that I have aren't doing that for me. I am not happy. Um, I've gotten some feedback from the listeners. Um, not that they weren't happy, but they, they clued me into a few things and we should probably step this up. And I will realize that investment over the longer term. So going back to the, I'm in this for the long haul, we'll continually, we'll continually invest in, in providing a a quality product. I think that's super important for anybody that's, that's thinking about, you know, really putting any kind of effort into this game because it's, it moves fast. Totally. But one of the things that I respect, and that's so hard to do that you've done is you've kept that old stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't, yeah. I haven't tried to like, Right. reinvent myself. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just all up there. 
you yeah. can go back and listen to episode one, you know, and be like, okay, what's the difference? Oh, oh yeah. intro is a little different. You know, the way you talk, of course, like everything improves, but being able to go back and watch that, like when you started as a trainer, mm-hmm. I don't know what that was like. Like your first, I don't mm-hmm. know if you started, I mean, you could talk about it. Your first, like, you know, client you ever had, but your skills changed, right. As you got older, the thing with that and with, with having a job and improving skill sets and doing like that, like you can't, you're never going to be like, you know what? I want to just, I'm going to give away all the money I made. You know, right. I'm going to start, I'm going to just, I'm going to create a new business name. I'm going right. to shave my hair and I'm just going to start over. Right. But with content, it's so easy, man. You can just be like, Oh, I'm so much better. I've learned so much. Delete, 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 right. Delete, delete, nah. right? Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's no. hard, man. It's hard to just keep going and, and put it out. I've noticed that with, with people, right? Yeah. You know, I, it's interesting you brought that up. Cause I, again, going back to what I said before about, I got this, I got this sort of lesson, like every hundred episodes, you know, you kind of level up and thinking about the last, we're, we're almost, we're, we're getting close. We're getting close to a hundred here. But one of the ones that I remember the episode that I remember being so unhappy with and literally embarrassed about, uh, was Jason Kalipa world-class athlete, you know, CrossFit legend. Uh, he's a local guy here. I was able to get, he volunteered his time. He's a super busy entrepreneur who said, Hey, no problem. I'd love to come over and have a conversation. He made his way over for, he gave me a couple hours of his time. And this is a dude that runs, you know, on a, on a, on a calendar and on a watch. That's just him. Right. Um, you know, as I got as, uh, uh, as many reps as, as possible as, as his book, I got it up here on the shelf. I mean, he's just like, I have this time. For the time that I have, I'm going to give everything I have and then I'm moving on to the next thing. Long story short, I got the call. We recorded this thing, listened back. It was shit. I, the, the sound quality was awful. Um, it had a lot to do with equipment, had had to do with some of the setup we had, and it was a lesson learned. But I remember I remember reaching out to Jason going, Jason, I'm so sorry, man. I'm so embarrassed by this. This is not quality that we expect of ourselves. Here's the thing about podcasting you can't really fuck that up. Right. Cause if you fuck it up, you, you can't, it's not like you can rewind it and do it again. If you're trying to have what I said, or what we talked about earlier was this is authentic, genuine conversations. Um, you can't really redo it. So yeah, I mean, all that old stuff's up there. And when I look and listen back to it, I mean, sometimes I want to replay clips of some of the old stuff we had cause the quality of the content's amazing. Right. Yeah. You know, like from, from some of these guests, I mean, if we go back and look at some of the people that we've had, like particularly in the fitness and the wellness space, there's some, there's some really high quality, you know, next level people in there. Um, some of those episodes still have more listens than, you know, even our, our more current, more popular ones. But I guess the point of that is, is I sometimes want to put those clips up, but I, ref- I, I go, Eli, I don't know if I want to put this up because it's, it's not what our current listeners or our listeners would expect from us. And I don't want to disappoint them. Yeah. And I, I came on after Kalipa, right? Yeah. There was another group of people no, and it wasn't their fault either. I, I you know, it was, no, there's so much that yeah. goes into it and, and it's, um, it's, yeah. it's a wild, wild west too. I mean, it's still like learning. I mean, sound engineering is one thing, right? Video production is another thing. Um, obviously being able to, to interview somebody and being organized around that and also being a good guest. That's, those are all components that make a, make a good podcast. So, um, but the, that we've learned a lot of lessons. Yeah. And there's, I mean, it's taken me thousands, thousands of reps, you know, since, since, uh, the last six years, I think I started in 2016 professionally, like full time, but there's a, there's a formula, man. And it, it's kind of frustrating because I work with some people like fully remote 
and um, they have to do it all. And they have to set up the zoom and they have to do it all. And they, you know, the quality, there's like an engagement. Like if you, if you get, you know, good and you want to spend time and you want to master some of this stuff, you can get in the room and take a conversation and, you know, get it in front of a lot of different people. If you have that formula figured out. Right. And, um, you know, you were saying, uh, 2009, somebody right. was like, you got to get on Facebook, right. man. <laughs> and you're like, fuck <laughs> off. Yeah. And now I'm over here saying, Scott, we got to start you a TikTok. Oh, and you're like, God, fuck yeah. you, Jeez. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talk about deep internal resistance, man. I mean, uh, Instagram was one, Facebook was one thing. Instagram is another. Now we're talking to I, YouTube. I, I love, I think there's some, some things with YouTube I can get on board with, but the whole TikTok thing is really driving me crazy. Uh, and you know, yeah, you'd come to me and go, dude, you got to get on TikTok. I'm like, dude, another one. We got to get on TikTok. Yeah. Another one. I go, how are we going to make this work? Who wants to see me on TikTok? I mean, to me, it's a bunch of kids, right? Or it's a bunch of, uh, you got a large demographic on TikTok over 30. Apparently. I mean, if yeah. they're on TikTok, maybe they're mostly, uh, they're still kids. You yeah. Know? That's but- what I was just about to say. <laughs> I was trying to do, I was trying to put it in a, put it in a, in more of a sort but, of diplomatic but, way. Yeah. The thing is, man, is people think they have these stereotypes on all these platforms like, Oh, TikTok, you know, um, uh, I won't, I will never do TikTok. I thought that everyone has their own bias towards these platforms, but what we forget to realize is it's just people on the other end of them. Mm -hmm. That's true. It's, you know, it's just people and you're talking to people at the end of the day and how can, you know, you, you get what you feel so strongly about or just entertain and have a good time. Cause that's a big piece of it too. Like people have rough days Mm -hmm. and they log onto these platforms just to see someone similar. That's chopping it up, having fun, you know, and, and isn't just posting dances, you know? So I I need that reminder. Like I need that reminder that it's okay to be like that. And, And for those reasons, and that is some, some people just need to disconnect and that is their way of doing it. I'm not, Uh, you know, I'm not saying it's in a healthy or unhealthy way of doing it, but if it's helpful for them, then great. And it's also what you mentioned about there's people on the other end. And so from a business perspective, that's real estate and, you know, having that real estate on that platform or in that particular space is important for any business person. And I think that's the more rational way to be looking at it is you have all these different platforms, not that you have to be on all of them, but if you're going to be on them, whatever ones you pick, you really want to leverage. So being um, selective about what you put up there and how you do it is really important. That's, that's what I've learned in this, in in the process. And I think for me, you know, what I originally thought about TikTok was, uh, you just got to put the funny videos up. You got to put the, the, you know, the, the, the comedic type stuff that happens in the, you know, on the podcast. Cause otherwise it's just a podcast. I'm not dancing. I'm not singing. I'm not lip syncing. There are no cats or dogs. However, there was, <laughs> there was, and the thing went wild, right? We did put a dog on, but I, I, I think I, I could not, I, that's probably the, the best lesson I could have gotten from you, which was, Hey, listen, we just need to remember, you know, try to get a handle on who we're talking to and what they like and what they don't like, and be really consistent at putting it in front of them. And they'll let us know, you know, they'll let us know. And occasionally one of these things will go wild and just be like, I, I have no idea why that's going Dude, wild. There's a yeah. clip of you and you're like what is it? It's the shortest thing ever. It's, um, if you're going to work out three days a week, a full body workout for three days a week <laughs> that, makes a lot of sense. Wow, that was like 10 bazillion views. <laughs> it's right. like why? almost at a million views. Yeah, why? So it's like, yeah. how many hours have you spoken 
you know? Oh, how many times have I said that phrase? Or just how many hours have you spent, you know, on this podcast to date? Oh, and it's about what? Eight seconds at at best. Is that the most profound eight seconds? Absolutely not. No, Yeah. like it's not. So it's, it's just about, it doesn't have to be is what is I think the point, the delivery system and, and understanding what you're trying to do. If you are thinking about putting out content, this is at all valuable is, um, you know, YouTube, your SEO, like you're putting up how to's YouTube's not putting your video in front of people for free. Right. They want money for that. Right. TikTok's actually putting your content in front of 300, 400 people to test its relevance. So you have as good a chance of going viral on TikTok if you have zero followers, mm-hmm. right? Well, not as good a chance, but it, it's more, it's way closer than these other platforms. Um, than if you have 20,000, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it just depends. And at the end of the day, 600 views, you have to pay for that on YouTube, right? You have to pay for 600 views, like 30 bucks, you know, and you get that for free over here on TikTok. Um, but there's this false idea that maybe people aren't on the other end. They're like characters or something. They're like, like, no, they, you know, it's just, some might argue that too, (laughs) there's bots and all that other stuff, but yeah, that's one thing I've had to learn. So bringing the bringing the message to the people and trying to bring people together. I think we're circling this all the way back is it's a matter of doing all those things and trying to do them as the best we can. And also understanding that we're trying to be really good at this. And so there's this evolution that comes along with it. And sometimes, you know, it feels like we're falling on our face. Um, like, like, wow, that video bombed because it only got, you know, 3000 views and not 46,000 views or whatever else. Well, did it because then all of a sudden a month later, it shows up and it's like, it's going wild again for whatever the reasons are. And we don't know, we don't understand it yet. And we're trying to kind of put all this together. And I, going back to the quality piece and, and bringing quality information, you know, one of the things that I found was really tough kind of right up front was one, um, it was getting the people in, right? Because logistically we face some challenges. So you mentioned going to Las Vegas or going to Burrow Canyon. And we've used some of these things as testing grounds and we've, we've had our challenges in both, both situations. I think actually the Burrow Canyon one came off great. Um, we had some challenges. Remember when we went to Las Vegas with some of the stuff we were trying to record because it was kind of uncharted territory. We hadn't really done it yet, but we've sort of figured out how to be mobile and we've made some investments in being mobile so that we can go to the people. And going back to how I learned about some of this stuff and again, how I determined some of the things that I determined and made some hypothesis and, and whatnot, hypotheses, however you, whatever, if, I don't even know if that's a word. I don't know the definition. <laughs> but um, was to, again, see these kind of these major influencers, like what are they doing? And then see these people that don't seem to be much of influencers. They're more of entertainers and how are they doing it? You know, and there was all these different types of things. And one of the things I saw was, you know, I, I couldn't really make sense of where these people, because in the fitness, well, let me draw a parallel in the fitness space. What you saw was the really heavy fitness influencer meeting with the other really heavy influencer. And they're trying to leverage one another's audiences, right. And try to steal or capture, you know, some of their following um, in the firearm space that really didn't exist yet. You had kind of, let's say 10, like super high level, you know, people that were, that had already built and built it very fast, built their sort of their, their following over there very fast. And maybe they brought people to the platform from, from Instagram or, or from, sorry, from Facebook or from YouTube or from Patreon or whatever else, but they were fairly big and they were kind of doing it. And then there was like, there was this huge drop off to who was next. And it was like, you, you could go from like, the hundred plus thousand follower person down to the 10,000 person follower and even like the 4,000 person following. 
And the 4,000 person following is getting way more engagement or as much engagement as these people that had a hundred plus. Um, and so I kind of took a look at that and I was like, well, there's all these other people in between that are actually starting to put out some pretty good content. They were kind of figuring, figuring it out. The way I describe this is, is it's like the, I, I see it firearms community uh, being like basically 10 years behind the fitness community on like the Instagram scene. Right. And even, even the YouTube scene, it was very fuddy on Instagram, right. That's starting to, or sorry, on, uh, on YouTube, that's starting to change rapidly. Right. Um, in a different day on, on YouTube, it's harder to build that, you know, build that, that those subscriptions, um, or that channel maybe compared to five years ago, but, uh, on the Instagram side of things, or even the TikTok side of things, like, I, I mean, they're not I'm even seeing people on TikTok kind of really in the space, like, and why, because TikTok isn't going to have the firearm stuff. They're going to shut that stuff right down. So what are you bringing to the table otherwise? Um, but what I wanted to do was there's all these people that have very interesting stories, have very interesting skill sets. They're maybe trying their hand as being entrepreneurs in the business, whether that's through gear, uh, coaching, uh, trying to put other people together, developing a new product, uh, something like that, or providing something. They, I want to I want to say they're a little bit more obscure, like they're not the the major massive influencer. Um, and they're just doing what they're do what they do. Um, and maybe they're just filming, like met some instructors, like they, they had no earthly, they didn't have an inclination, the energy to build a huge Instagram following. They were doing just as just fine with word of mouth, but all of a sudden their Instagram's blown up because people are just filming them do what they do on a regular basis. They don't have to, there's no scripted scripting. They're just basically shooting video and then, Eventually they learn like, oh man, maybe if I edit this a little bit more, I could get a little bit more traffic and there's ways to monetize this and whatever else. They're catching on. It's what fitness did. Fitness did. But I'm looking at all these other people and I'm like, I want to get out to the people that are in the middle, that are in the gaps or on the fringes. While I would love to sit down with guys like Mike Glover, uh, Grantham, uh, you know, Haley or Haley Strategic, those types of people and, and maybe pick their brains. I think they're very interesting people. And I like to have a conversation. I got to be honest. Like, I don't think there's much that we're going to talk about that hasn't already been talked about, or they haven't already talked about or talked about with some other major influence or been on somebody else's big show, black rifle coffee or whatever the thing is. And it's already been put out there. I like, I like the guys in the middle and that don't have those big, those necessarily those big followings. And there's a couple of guys like, like in the podcast space that I think have done a really good job with that. They've had big names on, but they've also spent time with people that are, um, what weren't very well known until they came on the show. Guys like Sean Ryan. Uh, if you listen to the Sean Ryan show, he's, he's got a very specific type of guest that he brings on and some really interesting stuff coming out of there that you would not have heard uh, had you not listened to the, the Sean Ryan show. Um, I really like, I really like him. I like, I like cleared how I like Andy stuff. I think, you know, coming from the fitness space a little bit from the CrossFit world, but he, he, he brings on some people that are a little bit more obscure people that don't, you know, you might not really know because those people have value to bring to the table and they're there. Yes. They might have a book. Yes. They might have a product or whatever, but they're digging into kind of what makes them tick and what, what's keeping them interested and the value that they can bring to, to the bigger scene. So like, while I would love to interview people like that. I like, you know, those bigger names. I like the smaller names. I like the people that people don't really know about that. You just kind of come across or I'll come across them on Instagram or, or on, on YouTube and go, damn, 
this guy's doing a really good job with this particular content or this particular thing. Um, and in, in order to do that, like what I found is and what I learned doing it uh, like remote through zoom. I fucking hate it. I can't, it just, it loses so much. There's texture that's lost. There's quality of production that's lost, which I already talked about being a big thing. I need to be in the same room with the person. Like I, that's the kind of, that's how I, I wouldn't have a beer with somebody over zoom. Have you seen any popular top 10 shows that are all whole zoom interviews? No, never. no, because there's like the whole point of this is bringing people together. The, the spiral of content, the cycle of it, of who is, you know, gets the wheel. It's all, it's never the same person for like, as long as some dictator has been president. Right. right? <laughs> I'm serious though. Well put. Right. It's um, because what ends up happening is people make the mistake of, just trying to, you know, interview the top leverage, yeah, yeah other leverage people. other people. And that's good to some extent, especially when you're starting out, like, yeah, you want to have conversations with people that, you know, are in, are relevant to some extent because obviously they're relevant for a reason and you can take a little bit of that and uh, learn from them, see what they're doing, ask them questions behind the scenes. Cause a lot of people don't actually set up and have conversations like this, right? right? right. The people that come in and enter this space they are creating a group and a community mm -hmm. of people. And that's why I got into this space in the, in the first part. And I wouldn't be here in this room or have ever met you if right. I hadn't had access to online education or podcasts. Like I remember listening to a podcast from Russell Brunson and this was just me on my commute in high school. Like I listened to this podcast and it was talking about something called like a rainmaker and how you can actually learn skill sets to be able to go into a business, provide enough value so that you can, you know, make an income doing something that's relevant for the business. I was like, oh, that sounds so cool. Like, and then I found a whole community of people that did that. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I started watching their YouTube videos and finding their content. And so yeah, you can newsjack your way to a viral video. Everybody knows people that are doing that. Everybody knows people that are doing that. Um, and a lot of people in the space that come in for a short period of time are doing that. And if they're smart and they're good marketers, they can stay relevant for a long period of time enough to, you know, monetize something and get the hell out and live in their mansion for the rest of their life. Right. Great. If you want to do that. But what happens is, you know, these new communities of people are built and that's the biggest thing with all this stuff. And that's why the comments don't matter. Mm -hmm. If someone's hating on, on something, it doesn't matter, you know, because all of these things are like little hooks, these little tiny TikTok videos or YouTube videos or whatever, you know, people are watching. They're all hooks to something much deeper and, um, and bigger. And that is a group of people that think similarly mm -hmm you know, that are looking for their group of people that they don't get from hanging out with their family. Like nobody in my family wanted to, you know, develop online education. Right. And, like, you know, chances are you've found your group in this after dark and, and, yeah. you know, have developed this format because of those reasons. Like it's the same thing why I started in this space is I wanted to highlight people that didn't understand the video marketing thing. They were gangsters in their own right. Like they'd spent 30 years doing all this, you know, these kinds of, they, they were the real deal essentially, but they didn't have that piece that was like, how, why is this guy? Like the whole right. reason you didn't want to start a Facebook. Yeah. That's why I got into this space is to work with people like you, you know, people that were like, screw this, 
but that we're actually doing the work in the right way, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how I got connected with all these, these people that I've been able to, to work with and revamp what they're doing and show it to people in a way. And that's what you want to do. It sounds like exactly. that you were just explaining with these people that aren't, you know, they don't, they're not shooting and have the most TikTok followers or Instagram followers, but they're the ones that know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And we need to go travel to those people yep. and show and highlight like the, the community for the entire community. So we can show more people. The the best place to do that is right here in the studio where we're sitting right now, because it's sort of plug and play and it's very controlled and, and uh, you know, it's got the, the set and all the cameras and the sound equipment or whatever else, but also recognize it's not realistic. If you really want to grow this thing, it means you have to get out there. You have to hit the, you have to hit the road and you know, um, that there's expense to that there's time, there's commitment and sacrifice in order to do that. But we've, you know, done a few things in the, in the last six months to put us as our, ourselves in a position to be able to do that. So as we're moving through the next couple of months and into the next year, um, my goal is to go and hit some different regions. I mean, we've already sort of been down in Southern California. We're trying to get back down there in September, October as well. Um, and get down there and there's so much talent down there. Uh, it, we, we, barely scratched the surface of the CRW, um, stuff that we did and what's coming up in on November 5th and 6th down there with the CRW event, barely scratched the surface. There's so much to, so much knowledge, so much community, so much, um, fun, you know, that's going on down there. People need to know about so they, that they can, at least they know, they know there's somebody there when they're ready. Right. That kind of thing. But I, I, I'm trying to get over to Utah a little later in this year as well and meet with some, some folks out there. There's a lot of talent that that's sort of in that in the sort of western area that we could get to within a couple of days drive or whatever and spend some time. Got a got a camper van now to be able to make that trip. Some people may have seen that kind of pop up, uh, make some cameo appearances in some of the social media. But I'm super excited about that because that gives us range um, and it gives us um, the ability to to really go and put together a solid production with the people that we're talking about. And so that they can use that media and they can leverage that stuff in order to, to help themselves to grow their community. And as you know, as you, as you basically articulated, bring, bring people together. Um, again, I think a lot of people sit back and they go, what's this guy's angle? You know, like I do a review for, for example, on, on, um, rogue methods yeah, on the rogue on, on, uh, Raul Martinez and rogue methods. And we did his close con- contact gunfighter course and, and people are like, Oh, he must be in bed with, you know, with Raul. I'm like, I'm not in bed with Raul. I just respect the shit out of what Raul's doing. Number one, from a business perspective. Um, and these are the people I want to interview, right? So first off guy comes from the biggest firearms, uh, training agency or, uh, sort of organization in the entire country right now. Massive. Everybody knows who they are. I won't mention them on this podcast comes from that starts from the ground, starts working his ass off. He's traveling every weekend. Not only is he traveling every weekend, I have heard nothing but amazing things about this guy, right? As he's building these, these, these courses and and taking people around, I felt compelled to want to go do it. Like I want to go do it. And if it's, and I'm going to document it, like that's why I'm doing this. So they can share with other people. If he's that good, like this is going to be great. Raul didn't ask me to do that. In fact, he didn't give me permission to do it. I just did it. Like I went to his, went to his session and went to his class and had an amazing time and reviewed it. I'm not, not cause I'm in bed with anybody. This show has zero sponsors. The sponsor is red dot fitness, right? It has zero sponsors. I'm not doing this to, I don't get paid by California range weekend. I don't get paid by triple feed. I don't get paid by, you know, the people that are coming in here. This, 
that's not what this is. This is literally what you said. And that's bringing the community together and exposing them to them. And if I can help people along the way, cause that's what I did in fitness for so long, it worked out really fucking well. Like I, you know, I was able to have a career and I have relationships and I can call people when I need them. And when, and, and depend on people and look to people when I have a question or I'm, I'm stuck or whatever, that's what being prepared is, right? That's what this community is at its roots supposed to be all about. So I'm just looking to get with those people that are also trying to do the same thing. And and I'm excited about kind of what we've been able to line up and God, if it wasn't for TikTok, if it wasn't for Instagram, if it wasn't for YouTube, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be doing it, right? You wouldn't be doing it. I mean, you got Apple, Apple podcasts and Spotify and whatever to get the, get the audio out on, but you need these other things. And they've been incredibly helpful as much as I've resisted them and, and as intimidated as I've been by all of them. Every single one of them, uh, just scared to death. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, man. This doesn't seem like me. Um, they've all helped to, to, to be able to do this. And I'm, we're just starting to really pick up some momentum now. Um, and now I'm feeling different about it. You know, like not only am I encouraged, but like I'm doing weird things like checking stats and analytics every day, <laughs> you know, like how many views we get, you know, where did this come from? How many subscriptions we get from this thing? I think because those are important things. Those are metrics that we can measure. And I, I like math. Um, and it, it also tells me what we should be doing more of and what we should be doing less of. And it allows me to have that intelligent conversation. So I don't need to be intimidated and I feel better about it. Um, but at the end of the day, it's still about like, was it a good show? Did it, did it provide value? And when people hit, hit us back and they let us know, um, it, man, I really got a lot from this, or I really appreciate you putting this out. Those little notes that man, those, those are gold, man. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Iron Sights. If you enjoyed our conversation, you can support our mission by hitting the subscribe button, leaving a review, and sharing the podcast with a friend. I'll see you on the next episode.